Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcasts. My name's Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie, and I guess we got some more COVID news. Seems like that's the only news we have now, which is awesome, I guess. But it's all uh, COVID all the time. Tw- yeah. Coming at you. 24-7. Get the get the shot or you're fired, I think, is what we're hearing from everybody. Get the shot or you don't get to go to the supermarket. Get the shot or you can't go to the you can't go to a restaurant. Get the shot or you basically can't be a person anymore. Um, I seen that uh I think it's Delta's firing five hundred and ninety seven people that re- refused to get it. Yeah. Or United. United 593. Yeah. yeah, they they just came out just like five five minutes ago. It was breaking news that they had to hold off because they're getting sued. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, I didn't didn't see that one coming. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't. What I don't get is how can they? I mean, vaccination is a HIPAA thing. Like it's a health. You know, it's it's a personal thing about your health that. I mean, do you want people to know that I'm vaccinated against shingles or, you know, whatever? I mean, you could be vaccinated against any number of things that you, you know, maybe shouldn't know about or you wouldn't want people to know about. I don't remember. I don't remember the my business asking me if I had my polio vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, did they don't, but they don't care about this. Well, polio is a much worse disease than COVID, by yeah. far. I mean, you get polio, you're either in an iron lung or dead, or the president, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but but well, I mean, like, you know, and another thing is, you know, they want us to get a vaccine. They it came out that you know natural immunity is actually better than the vaccine. So why can't you just, if you've had it, that should be a as good as a vaccine. You know, yeah, yeah, you should just seven times more protected or something like that. Well, you should just be able to go in there and you know, get a antibody test if you if you're positive, then you should be good, right? I don't know. So, why I... are they pushing the vaccine so much, huh? Yeah. Almost may almost makes you kind of wonder if it's maybe a population control thing, yeah, makes you infertile. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Sign me up for three. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I kind of, I you know, you hear those conspiracy theories about that stuff, but I, I just, it kind of makes me wonder if there, if there isn't something that they're putting in it, because why would they be trying so hard to get people to comply? And especially kids. I mean, kids, uh, the, if you watch, there's a Project Veritas, um, there's a Project Expose where James O'Keefe gets two Johnson & Johnson executives 
and basically both of them say children shouldn't take this. There's no reason for children to take the vaccine because they have very minimal they have very minimal chance of getting majorly sick from COVID or dying. I mean, they have no almost no chance of dying. I mean, it's like it had there has to be an underlying condition for them to die. And and maybe if they have an underlying condition where they could die, maybe get the vaccine then. But the downsides greatly outweigh the potential upsides. Because yeah. we don't know what's, I mean, kids, you know, they're still forming, they're still growing. If you get too high of a fever for too long, you can, you can do brain damage in a kid. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, but basically, basically, yeah, this week, the, the, one of the stories is the Johnson and Johnson, the guy basically said children shouldn't get the fucking vaccine. That's what he said on camera, on hidden yeah. camera. And and then you, you got uh, then then you got Pfizer that's just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. It, it. They're the ones that want the boosters. They want, you know, they want the kids to get it. They want it, you know, they want everybody to get it. Well, obviously they're making a crap ton of money, and they they could care less about your body, you know. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're the ones well, that keep coming to the table saying that they want, you know, they want to push the booster. So, I I almost feel like it is. Uh, I, I think it's all good points that it, it's about money. It's about it, it, it and, and that, uh, um, that it's a little bit about fear, but I also think it's really about control because I mean, if it, uh, you, you know, if it is really just all about, we force everybody to get this vaccination, we can get them to do whatever we want because we've already got them to inject a foreign substance into their body. Like now, now what we need to do is now we need to really start pushing for uh, total control, socialist control. Like it, it, it's scary. You know, like I, I feel like it's more just authoritarian might and flexing your muscle and getting their rocks off about, about look at what we can make them do more than anything. Yeah. And, yeah. and- you shouldn't be able to be made to do anything. I mean, yeah. there should be, you know, the, I, I guess this probably began in 2010 when they passed the health insurance law. Yeah, um, basically, you have to buy health insurance. If you don't, mm-hmm. you're a bad person. Now you have to get a vaccine. And then they're doing this all in the guise of healthcare. So yeah. basically, healthcare is a human right, and you better do it because you're infringing on somebody else's human right. For what? And unless you don't get the vaccine, then it's not a human right because you're not human. You're only five eighths of a person. And you shouldn't three fifths. And you shouldn't and you shouldn't get you shouldn't get treated at a hospital if you're if you got if you get COVID and you don't have the vaccine. I mean if if you're bad enough that you need to go to the hospital, you should they should just let you die. Yeah. This is the way these people think. And then yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, I, maybe it should be the other way around. If you had the vaccine and you go to the hospital and and you're about ready to die, then you know, well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't get treated because you took resources that could have helped somebody else. Did you? I don't know. Did you hear the story about um, the guy talking about how many people were in the hospital, and he said over one third of the COVID patients in the hospital. Are, va- are unvaccinated people 
um, and, and, you know, taking up the ICU beds over one third of the COVID patients, you know, taking up hospital beds were, um, are unvaccinated. And so like, now all of a sudden you stop and you think about it. Oh, okay. So if, if you have, uh, people in your hospital and you're saying that you don't have room in your hospital because they're all taken up by COVID patients and one third are unvaccinated. That means two thirds are vaccinated. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. I just saw something today. I I don't know how accurate it is, but they're saying that after four to six months, you're pretty much, you have less of an efficacy than in the normal person walking around. So that's why they want you to get the booster because it basically doesn't work after six months. And from what I hear, the booster doesn't really do anything but give you like two weeks. I don't know how accurate that is, but they're basically saying, oh, it gives you another 18 days. Okay. So we got to get one every two months or every month. Is this going to be like the the thing though like you get vaccinated and 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 uh your immune system becomes so compromised that you need to keep getting a a new shot every so many days to stay alive well i I don't think it's that i i just think that your body like the way the way the body works is you know you create the antibodies the antibodies kill the virus the virus is gone the antibodies go away because they don't need to kill the virus anymore yeah like you grow in two feet what do you need a third one for? <laughs> you already got two. Your body doesn't need to make another foot. It'd be good for skateboarding. Well. <laughs> Why would it be good for skateboarding? Haven't you ever seen Mondo from from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? He had that he had that tail that made him a really good skateboarder, you know? Well, yeah, you, I mean, because you can keep your balance with the two feet, and the, the third foot can just push you. I mean, you, you probably get going 40, 50 miles an hour on that baby. See? See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start looking at the bright side of things, Darren. So yeah. what if I grew third foot? Don't look at me as a freak. I'm, a, I'm the next Tony Hawk. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Going back to the going back to the COVID, so now they're they're starting to they're starting to try to get people fired. They're they're going to fire the border patrol agents who don't have the vaccine. They're, New York, I guess, is going to fire hospital workers who don't have the vaccine, which is hilarious. It's the tune of eighty-seven thousand people. Yeah, and and then they're going to take and they're going to get the national guard in there mm-hmm. to run the hospitals. Eighty-seven. Oh, hospital workers yeah. refusing the vaccine yeah well, a lot of them probably already got the got the got it and then they then they got over it so why would they get the vaccine i mean they probably like they said, see they probably see adverse reactions to vaccines all the time no yeah what did they say rich well i i just saw a tweet that said you know if hospitals are firing workers that don't get vaccines, then this is clearly not about a disease anymore. You know, if, if they're so if they're so overrun, how can they fire some? You know, fire somebody. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's not about the pandemic anymore. It's it and, it, and I don't think I think that that is like the final reveal is is that it can't be about that if you're firing these people. You know, because because at the end of the day, right? Uh, 
there's all these rules that have never made sense, right? Like Hollywood can do whatever the hell they want. They don't need to wear masks. Uh, but the, but the staff does. Well, why does that make sense? Shut up. You know, like, you know, border, border patrols are going to get fired for not being vaccinated. Are we making everybody who crosses the border? Uh, are we making, making it so that they need to be vaccinated? Shut up. Okay. You know, like it, it, it's, it's never been about the pandemic. I mean, I, I, you know, because that's, that's what they've shown. And, and again, this is going to be one of my rare occasions. I think it's about the third time on the show. Darren, you were right. Of course. We should have never, we should have, of course. Uh, <laughs> this is why I hate doing that. <laughs> no, no, but uh, uh, we should have never done the 15 days to flatten the curve. You know, I get why we did it. I understand the decision behind it. We never should have done it because now, now it's government being hungry for power and wanting to continue and, and get more and more power. What can we make them do next? This is fun. You, you know, it's hard about the hardest thing about the two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> What's that? The first 18 months. yeah yeah yeah, i mean i wasn't completely against that at first um but i thought it was a joke that you know this business is open and that one's closed and this one they all should have been i mean anything that won't keep you alive should have been closed if it if it was really that big of a deal so I'm just glad Hobby Lobby got to stay open because yeah, I, need- I mean that's craft. That's where we're going with. It. That's where I was going with that. I mean, <laughs> Hobby Lobby is a great. It's a great business. They're great people. Um, mm-hmm. Big Christians, but you know, I can live without it. I, I made it 35 years without it before they moved to town here. So <laughs> don't don't, uh, don't don't go. Yeah, don't close the liquor stores though, because that'll uh, that'll yeah. make people mad. They won't yeah. be able to get their booze. Yeah. yeah. It I mean it I mean we should have saw it back then. And and don't get me wrong, I think I don't think that it was a grab for power right away. Because I don't I don't think uh I think that we had health officials telling us that you know, this could be a very serious situation. This could be this could be uh six, seven, eight percent of the the country, which would be millions upon millions of people. I mean, what was the original uh thing? Didn't they say something like it was it could be as high as twenty million people could die from this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wasn't wasn't that like Fauci's first guess? Which we should have somebody should have said right at the beginning of this. Okay, hey guys, if he's saying twenty million dead, that 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 was the same number that he came up with HIV when he said that you could get it from a cereal box. Yeah. Well, it depends on which you know, uh, uh, depends on what cereal box uh, that you're going to get it from. That Count Chocula, he looks a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. What what was your guys' favorite uh, rule for for COVID? You know, and what I mean, I'll give you an example. My favorite rule is you have to go this way down the aisle at 
the grocery store, not that way, because that the the uh, you might cross the disease. Yeah, the disease can only go one direction. So if we all go the same direction, we won't cross with each other and give it to each other. That was a great rule, I thought. You know. Yeah, seems seems, seems to do a great job. I think it was the plexiglass. You know, the the idea that we're gonna cut off the airflow on an aerosol virus because you know nothing. I mean, your house and and businesses are designed to keep the to keep the air flowing and like circulating in a house, and and obviously it's gonna get caught right as it goes through that circulation. Like the virus isn't gonna come back out uh, once it goes yeah. through your furnace. Um, so, so I, I did love the fact that all these businesses put up all the, you know, millions, probably billions of dollars of plexiglass and, uh, turns out, uh, uh, that was probably all bullshit. My favorite rule was the one when Fauci told you to come out or get out and stick your head, head up your own ass. Cause <laughs> that seems like the smartest thing that he said. Yeah. Well, I mean, if one mask works good, what could two do? <laughs> that was another good one, too. And, and, and two, uh, maybe three masks, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, I, you know, what's even, what works even better than that is, is where, um, where you just don't breathe because uh, obviously you can't get it if you don't breathe. So, <laughs> yeah. So have you guys uh, seen what's been going on in Australia with all the protests? Oh my gosh. That's the other that's another way that you can tell that it's not about the public's health. When an officer is bashing the head in of some guy for not having his mask on correctly. Yeah, I saw that. I was pretty That's what happens kids when they, when they let you take your guns away. I mean mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I, I, I remember reading somebody's comment once about there was a school shooting or something here, and and he was just so proud that we just don't have that problem in Australia. We don't have gun violence. Well, now you know why we still do. <laughs> be hilarious if a cop came up behind him and smacked him in the head with a nightstick and said, put your fucking mask on. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they were choking that one girl. You know, she had her mask. She had her mask down over her, uh, over her mouth, but not over her nose. And and the officer like grabs her arm and then just chokes her and puts her up against the wall. And he's like, "You don't have your mask on correctly." Well, she can't breathe now with you crushing her windpipe. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, that's just insane. What's going on in Australia? If that that I'd wow. I I wish that would happen here because maybe maybe we would do something about it and we would get rid of all of these terrible politicians that are instituting all this crap. Well, I think once that happens, though, it's too late. Like, think think about they they built camps, Darren. You know, yeah. I mean, people are sitting there saying, "I'm just waiting for somebody to come by with food." Because, like, they have us trained now to where we come out and wait out on the deck uh, here. And it's not some big, beautiful deck. It's it's like they put you in a little, I don't know, 10 by 10 room. And, and that is what you live in, in this camp. And then you step out on the porch to get your food uh, for the day. And then you go back into that 10 by 10 room. 
Well, did you see it? Then- I saw a news story where a guy got arrested because he was standing outside of his house smoking and he didn't have his papers on him. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, just think, think about this. Think about what we're talking about here. People are getting put into camps because they don't have a shot and they might have a disease. And here, you're not allowed to be a person unless you have this shot. So you're, you're not allowed to work. You're, you're basically not a person. I mean, you take the two worst atrocities in world history, the Holocaust, well, that's probably, that's probably the second worst. I mean, the first one would probably be what they did in China to all their people and what, you know, what the communists did to their people, the Russia and China. But, you know, you, you, take, you take, you know, the Holocaust, which is basically putting people into camps, and then you take uh, slavery, which is basically what we're doing here. We're making, them sec- we're making people second-class citizens because of their beliefs. And it's just okay. It's, I mean, this is what the politicians, our leaders are saying is okay. And they're advocating for it. You can vote your way into communism, but you have to shoot your way out, kids. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just, I guess I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't recognize the world that I live in anymore. I had very high hopes, you know, going into probably 2019, you know, it, everything looked pretty good. Everything was pretty good. You know, I was getting paid well. It seemed pretty free. And then all of a sudden we get this disease that comes out of China that's manufactured in China. I mean, let's let's be real here. It was manufactured in China. Mm-hmm. And it infects the world. And now we're all communists now. Yeah. Hell of a disease. <laughs> you catch it and you're communist. But- you know, like that, that was one thing. Somebody was, uh, shared a video like that V for Vendetta. Uh, did you know that, uh, the authoritarian group started out because of a virus? In V for Vendetta? Yeah. And that V for Vendetta, the, the authoritarian group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The power. Yeah. I never, the, I never. Yeah. Because that? of the, yeah. Cause it had wiped out America. So there was like, a war, like a constant war in America because of the virus. And then in Britain, they locked everything down. Mm-hmm. And that's where it took place is in Britain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so then, so then basically all the things that are happening now are, were happening in that movie. So I'm sure Democrats probably go back and watch that movie and they're like, Oh, I hate that V for that V guy should just be s- sitting inside, letting the fingermen do their thing. It's coming up pretty soon. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Yeah, Guy Fox Day. Yeah, he tried to blow up Parliament on the fifth of November. Yeah. Hey, uh, kind of off topic. I, I, I did. You guys just made me remember this. Um, talking about movies, did. Um. Talking about movies, did you guys hear about the, um, there was a movie back in, oh God, when was it now? But it was called like The Lamb or something like that. 
and it was it was a movie about like the Afghan war or the um the Iraq and Afghan war. The one with Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bob. Not Silence oh, not, of the Lambs. Oh God. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, Buffalo Bill Cody. Buffalo Bob was in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the, uh, somebody was playing this movie clip on a, on one of the shows that I listened to, and uh, it was all about how corrupt the Afghan and Iraq war was. And it was supposed to be like a mockumentary type of thing, like where they dramatize everything. But this is actually going on. And Tom Cruise played the the senator in the movie. Um, and now a little uh, monologue from Tom Cruise. People are saying, oh, crap, this is really scary how accurate it is. Um, because it's all about if they pull out of the Af- Afghanistan, you know. And he's like, he's like, all right. Say that you're right. Say that you pull every all the troops out of Afghanistan. The Taliban comes back stronger than ever. America is defeated and embarrassed. Now you're dealing with the, a superpower in, in the Taliban and a nuclear power in Iran because you let it happen because you you have your all of your troops get out of the Middle East. Um, and, and now, two years later, you're going to have to come in with even more troops uh, and then this time you're you're gonna start a nuclear a nuclear holocaust because um, because we let things get so out of out of control in the region. That's why we're in Afghanistan, you know. And it's like, and and I didn't do it justice. I mean, uh, but but I mean that is basically the 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 whole point of it. And everyone's freaking out because they're like, oh my god, this this movie from you know twenty uh, two thousand and eight is absolutely correct. You know, like, we should have not pulled out of Afghanistan. I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, oh. um, anyway. So, in uh, Biden news, um, General Miley and Lloyd Austin, the other general, I believe, testified before the House uh, House Committee and they contradicted Joe Biden saying that they were they advised him to keep 2400 troops in Afghanistan during the withdrawal even though Biden said all the generals said to take everybody out mm-hmm. when asked about it Biden said oh, uh, uh. <laughs> come on man they all said it i was there it was there after this afternoon that's what he said it was them and Corn Pop. Corn Pop told me, I gotta get all those troops out of there. And then he rubbed my hair on my leg and it turned blonde. And then, uh, so did you see his hairy arm when he got his shot? <coughs> no. I mean, and that's probably a side effect of the second shot, but damn, he's got some long ass hair on his arm. Arms. It's just longer than the hair on my head. <laughs> like he's wearing you know uh, uh he's he's getting his uh winter coat hopefully he doesn't shed that would suck anyway um so he got his third vaccine and he did it in front of the cameras and the cameras are on like a sound stage in front of a fake white house room so he wasn't even in the white i don't know where he was but the whole thing was fake like like they had like led tvs behind him like in the windows, 
portraying like a picture of the outside of the White House. And they had like a, it was like a set. I, it was, it was weird. Why wouldn't you just do it in the White House? I don't know. I don't know. It was just bizarre. I, I think there's, I mean, obviously there's something going on with him, but I think it's probably closer than what other people think. And Kamala hired a PR, a couple of PR firms to rehabilitate her image. So maybe they're thinking that uh, he's going to take over sooner rather than later. Anyway. Well, didn't she didn't she also just increase her staff too? Wow. I mean, that's just Tuesday. And they need more staff. They always need more staff. Nothing's going right. What's the answer? More money. Anyway, um so did you see uh did you see Nancy Pelosi's tweet after the Senate after the Senate Democrats weren't able to get even 48 49 votes for their uh debt limit extension or whatever the hell they did? No, what did she do? She tweeted and blamed Republicans because the Senate couldn't even get 50 votes. They couldn't even get every Democrat to vote for it. So that was the Republicans' fault. Well, Manchin Manchin and uh, Sisma, however you say her name is, from Arizona. um, It wasn't them. They voted for it. They voted for it. Who are who are the ones that voted against? Chuck Schumer voted against it so that he could bring it up later, and then another Democrat did not vote. Chuck Schumer voted against it. Yeah, he voted against it because you you have to vote, you have to vote against it to be able to reconsider it. So if you vote for it, you can't vote to reconsider it, or you can't bring it up later. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh that's insane. But uh yeah. yeah. Nobody wants this stuff. It's three point five trillion dollars. It's gonna bring our economy to its knees. Well they have all they have the votes. All they have to do is Pull it through reconciliation. They can do it by themselves, but it's the Republicans' fault, which is hilarious. Like they well, just blame Republicans. Well, they can't. They can't do the reconciliation because they won't have the fifty votes. Yeah, they. The, well, they will. They'll get fifty if they're going to do it. They'll have fifty votes. Nah. I mean, there's no way that they that they um that they uh that they bring it up if they don't have the votes. Well, then maybe they're, I don't know. I just think that it's ridiculous. I, I think I, I, we keep talking about raising the, the debt, le- the, the debt ceiling. And of course we need to, because we have to honor our agreements because if we don't, our economy is going to crash, you know, everything will come crashing down if we don't do it. And, and, you know, the Republicans are at least using this to their advantage, saying that, you know, fine, we'll, we'll let this happen because, you know, it, it makes no difference if our economy crashes now or if it crashes in two years because you guys, uh, you know, basically put us in 
you know, mega inflation and, and it costs $400 just to get a loaf of bread. Either way, the country's destroyed. So we might as well do it now rather than later. And the Democrats don't want to do that because they, they all know that they're going to lose power if, if, they, if they do let the economy crash. Looks like she must have deleted the tweet because, yeah, it, it's not there anymore, which makes which is kind of even funnier. She realizes how stupid it sounded. Or at least somebody told her. But what well, did you hear also her slip up today? What was that? Uh she was like, Well, this is all about the build back better for the Obama administration. Oh yeah. She she said no, she said she wanted to yeah, I, I didn't. Was that a slip up? I I thought that was she was really saying she wants to bring back Obama, which I don't yeah. wouldn't uh, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Well, Obama has always talked about how he he wanted to do a third term as long as he could get you know a front guy to just stand you know you know um you know so I I, I don't know I just think that it's it's kind of ridiculous. All right, well, um, mo- moving on. Um, the Arizona audit was this week. Uh, what do you guys? What did you guys gather from that? Nothing. It, it seems to be pretty unclear. Because um, I had seen that they said what Joe Biden actually got more votes than they previously had thought. Is is that correct? Well, I th- I think what they're saying. I think what they said is if you if you how if you if you eliminate the double counted ballots, which there was like ten thousand, then Joe Biden would get more votes. But I don't necessarily believe that. That doesn't kind of wash with me. But that's not that's not really here nor there. I mean, that's ten thousand ballots. He probably would get you know like twenty more votes, whatever. the The big thing was there was a lot of the overcounts. You know, there was like ten thousand people who voted um in the election or there were there were like 10,000 more mail-in ballots than people who voted via mail-in mail-in ballot. I mean that's obvious fraud right there. You can't have 10,000 more ballots than people that voted. It doesn't make any sense. You know, it, you're counting more votes than people that voted. That that's and there's no way to tell who they voted for because it's you can't tell. You know, it's a it's a it's a, you know, it's a sealed ballot or whatever you want to call it. So once once the ballot's counted, you can't tell who they voted for. So if you were going to cheat an election, you would basically count a bunch of, you would scan a bunch of ballots that, uh, that you know, that didn't match to people, or you would just dump a lot of ballots in there. And there was also, uh, yeah, and then there was a, you know, there was like, there was a few, there was several thousand people, I want to say, I want to say something like five or something of people that no lot that voted twice that voted in more than one location or you know or voted by mail in more than one location there was several thousand people who voted who cast ballots from another state which obviously is illegal so you know there there's just a lot of inconsistencies there are more 
they came out with like 60,000 votes or something. So there's, you know, if you discount the, the duplicates that they can actually, because they, because when they do a duplicate, they can trace it back to the original ballot. So if you discount the duplicate ballots that were both counted, there's like, there's something like 50,000 votes that are outstanding that, I mean, are most likely fraudulent. And mm-hmm. Biden, Biden in quotes, won by what, like 8,000 or something? Yeah. Well, and and also they were talking about how they were like, well, it's the recount that came out that Biden had more votes than what we thought, and Trump had like two hundred less votes than what we thought, and, and we were and everyone has said, well, the counting isn't what we were worried about. It's these mail-in ballots are these legit? And and they had that MIT professor who got who gets on there and says, you know, looking at these. I have nine points that these are all very suspicious and don't know if they should be counted. And and he's like, and there's 5,000 that have no signature. There's 10,000 that don't have that don't match their signature. Here's more where it seems like they're a photocopy and we, and they don't seem to have an original. There's these that, that there's no way the signatures could match, you know? And, and so, I mean, He's coming out and saying, all right, in this account that 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 you just did with this uh, whatever ninja that they called, um, there's at least, you know, 20,000 conservatively, 20,000 votes that probably shouldn't be counted at all. And probably another X amount that are very questionable. So, okay, so here it is. So the number, so... There were 23,344 mail-in votes that voted from a prior address. So in other words, the people that voted or that lived at that address were not the people that voted because they no longer live there. So they've moved. So those ballots cannot be, you can't figure out who they are because they've, you know, they've been, they've been mingled, right? They've been mingled in with the rest of the votes. The, um... People that voted in multiple counties, so they there's a registered voter, and they've they have two ballots. They voted in one county, and they voted in another county because they can tell who voted. So these people voted twice, basically. There's ten thousand three hundred forty-two, and those people should go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, more ballots returned than voter, uh, more ballots returned by a voter than received. So in other words, they got one ballot, they returned two ballots. There's nine thousand of those. Official results does not match who voted. Don't know what that means, but it's 3,500 votes. More duplicates than original ballots. So there's more duplicate ballots than originals. That's 2,600. So they duplicated the ballot, but they duplicated it more than once. So maybe they counted them more than once. Nobody knows. In-person voter who had moved out of Maricopa County. So they voted in person, but they no longer lived there. 2,400 votes. I mean, this is... That's like 40, that's 40 some odd thousand votes that, that are overvoted. But I mean, the, the biggest thing would be that I would look for is the, the prior address ones. Obviously, if people are willing to, to do that, then they probably hate Trump. I mean, let's just be honest. You really hate somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a hate thing. That's not a like thing. And then uh, the potential voted and people who voted in multiple counties... That's a, that's a hate thing. That's not a like thing. 
You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. you don't go out of your way to break the law if you like somebody, right? I really like Trump, so I'm going to go vote more than once. Yeah, that's not something that a Trump voter would do, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's what's, yeah. What's well, stunning uh, to me? Oh, go, Rich. Well, I was just going to say, you know, er, we always make the joke: 81 million people voted for this guy, and then I've seen a lot of people say, "No, we voted against Trump. That's what we did." You know? <laughs> so. It's like saying, uh, I hate LeBron James, which I do, but if I was a basketball fan, which I'm not, I would want him on my team either way. Yeah. You know? In his prime. So, so yeah, the, the Arizona audit, I mean, it, it is what it is. They released it on a Friday, obviously, to bury it. I mean... You knew there wasn't really gonna, there wasn't gonna be a smoking gun because if there was a smoking gun, they would have came out with it right away. So whatever. Um, I'm just, gonna, we'll just move on because it's doesn't really need any more explanation. The, well, can I, can I say one thing though? I am really surprised though. I mean, it, yes, they buried it, but they they also they they did what the media does. They they put in a headline saying, "Well." Arizona fraudulent Arizona audit uh, comes out that Biden won even more votes, and and they totally take one small part of that whole audit, and that's what they blow up, and everybody else again sees that and says, oh okay, well all right, the audit was done and there was no worries, and they don't they don't even go into twenty more minutes of that three hour press conference where they were like. There's a ton of warning signs right here. We need to pass voter ID laws uh, to to try to prevent this stuff from happening again. And and then you have John Oliver get on his show and go, voter ID laws are racist. Look at Arizona. Biden won more votes, and, and, and now they're trying to pass laws to try and keep Republicans in power. You know, pencil neck yeah. little jerk. Yeah. Anyway, um, so moving on, uh, a story we talked about a while back is the U.S. soccer team was crying about how they didn't get paid what the men get paid. Not to mention that um, they got paid $100,000 last year when nobody played any soccer games, but the men got paid nothing. But we'll just gloss over that. Um, They came out, <laughs> the, the women, the, the U.S. soccer committee, or whatever, they came out and they basically had two contracts, one for men, one for women, identical. They're exactly the same contract. and be like, here you go. Exactly what you wanted. Same contract. The the women's players, they tweeted out, USSF's PR stunt in bargaining through the media will not bring us closer to a fair agreement. In contrast, we are committed to bargaining in good faith to achieve... Equal pay in the safest working conditions possible. The proposal that the USSF has made recently does neither. (laughs) Which is just like, really? You got the exact same deal and that you don't want it. You don't want it. What, what, What would you like them to do? Do you want them to pay you more? Just come out and say that you want them to pay you more. They might actually do it. But you can't. I mean, they're not going to give you something you don't ask for. 
You know what I do when I go to Baskin Robbins? What I do is I get the pralines, the praline, whatever, the, the shitty ice cream. And then, but I, what I really wanted was cookies and cream, but I just get, I, I just get the, you know, the, the, um, the soft serve. And then when I don't get what I want, I, I come, I go outside and I, I write a tweet complaining how they didn't give me a fair treatment. Yeah. You know, when I hear we want the safest working environment, all I hear is I want to get paid but not have to work because I'm hoping for a COVID outbreak so that I don't have to work. That That's what I hear when I hear safest working environment. <laughs> yep. It's just it's just pretty insane when they ask for something and they give it to them and then they they basically say that this is ridiculous and uh, they're not you know they're 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 negotiating in bad faith because you know it's not the it's on the paper all you gotta do is sign it and and you get exactly what you want it's just it's ridiculous it's, I, it's I can't believe almost, that it's almost like it was all publicity. Uh publicity stunt by the women's soccer team. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like kneeling. Yeah. Hmm. It just it's just shocking to me that Megan Rapinoe uh is not an upstanding citizen. That's Yeah. Can tell by yeah, her I hair. St- I still haven't eaten at Subway. So, congratulations <laughs> Subway. You you've lost a customer for life. You, you are the worst at picking spokesmen. Whoa, what do you yes. mean? Megan Rapinoe, Jared, done. Yeah. Your ad department should be fired. <laughs> um, so uh, the Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, gets rid of their police officers for traffic stops? Yeah, um... Rich, did you listen to this on the uh, on that other podcast? Uh, no, I have not listened to them um, since they started telling us all to get uh, the vaccine. So, oh. I, I I still listen. It it doesn't take me nearly as long as you if you just fast forward through their um, ads. Um, there's like 12 minutes of of show content, but uh, they 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 were talking about something that I didn't hear about. Yet and and it was that Brooklyn Park is, has went ahead and moved forward with their defund the police uh, initiative, um, and that uh, you know they're going to start having unarmed citizens do routine traffic sh- stops. Good, good. That I you know whoever. Um... Volunteers for that, uh, may God be with you, and <laughs> congratulations. This is what you wanted, so now you get to you get to lay in the bed that you made, as they say. So, yeah. What do you What do you think the news is going to cover for the first time that uh, uh, one of these unarmed uh, civilians gets shot right in the face by somebody? Do you really think they're going to shoot him? They're just going to beat him senseless. Oh, I think. Oh. It, it's the it's the Twin Cities, Darren. They're gonna get shot multiple times, and then there there'll be a group that can come out and twerk all around the dead bodies, you know. And yeah, I saw that. That was ridiculous. Yeah, only I just, in America. 
only in America. Uh, yeah, I mean, traffic stops are the second most dangerous uh, police encounter. Uh, uh, only, only behind uh, domestic violence calls. Mm-hmm. And, and you're gonna and you're gonna send and and those are the two that they want to send uh, unarmed people into, you know. Yeah, would... a couple th- a couple things here. Um, my son did the ride along, and I think the guy said ninety five percent of the big busts come from minor traffic stops. So. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have more drug problems and gun problems because we're not pulling people over for minor things. Um, And another thing, another dangerous thing is serving warrants. That's why they do this thing called no-knock warrants where they just beat your door down and then arrest you like like they do with drug dealers. (laughs) And then when the drug dealer shoots at them, they can shoot back. And if some gal is in the room with that drug dealer and gets killed, it's called a Darwin Award because you're an idiot for dating a drug dealer. Brianna yeah. Taylor. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why we do. That's why we do uh, no knock warrants. Also, <clears throat> yeah, so that you don't have somebody flushing down the evidence as you're breaking down the door. Yeah, or they have time to get a gun and start shooting at you before you get to open the door. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love all these people who don't have any experience uh, talking about, oh, well, we need to do whatever. And then they show the most horrific, uh, you know, things to try to prove their point. Like, look at this no-knock warrant where it ended up being the wrong house. Yes, that's a horrible, horrible incident. But look at the millions that went off without a hitch, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't talk about that. They talk about, well, this guy was just in his house and cops no-knocked and broke down the door and this guy just happened to have his gun right by him and so he didn't know it was the police officers, which, how do you not know it's the police officers? So he shot at them and so then they shot back. That's a horrible tragedy. When you're a drug dealer, usually when somebody tries to beat down your door, it's another drug dealer. Right. Yeah, I, I hate to break it to the people. Brianna Taylor's life was going to end about four different ways. She was either going to get killed by the police, which she did. She was going to get killed by another drug dealer, which she did. Or, which she didn't. Um, or she was going to end up in prison for, for you know, aiding a drug transaction and everything else. So, either way, it wasn't going to end well for her. Or, or she would have died of the COVID because she had the diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, our top five for the week is the best sitcoms of all time. Who wants to go first? What the hell? I'll, I'll go first. Um, my number five is The Middle. <laughs> I really oh, like really? that, that show. Was that on Fox? No, uh, it... no, I think it was on ABC. You're thinking of Malcolm in the Middle? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. About. The middle was kind of like, well, I mean, it was basically the middle means the middle of the country, you know, like small town Indiana. This is this is uh, where it took place. But there's a lot of really good characters on the show and had that one really small kid, that brick. He was really he had some weird disease. But uh, yeah. And Neil Flynn is the dad and he is hilarious in everything that he does. Yeah, the janitor from Scrubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was it Patricia Patricia Heaton, the mom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Patricia Heaton. And Chris Catan was like um Guidance her, counselor, I think. Or teacher. Yeah. Or friend at the job. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe her boss. I don't remember. Doesn't really matter. The, the boss was Bill Murray's brother. The funniest um, the funniest character was Sue. Sue by far was the funniest. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was a good show. Um, I have yet to watch the last season of it, though, um, uh, because we switched and um, it's been out there. We got to finish it. The, the, funniest, it the funniest running joke, though, was Sue and her friend. The, the guy, the gay friend, the guy, oh, the friend that's yeah. just obviously gay. And she <laughs> had like a crush on him, and then well, and then when he, yeah. he finally came out, that was such a that was such a uh, a good that was a really good moment. But it's hilarious, like like me and uh, I can't remember what his name is. Me me and my friend here, we're gonna go in our in my bedroom and study. Um, I'll leave the door open though. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not worried about that. Yeah. All right, number five. Who do you got, Mark? Uh, I did uh, Friends. Um, you know, so when I was thinking of sitcom, I think of situational comedy. I think of like where there isn't kind of like a really good um, long running storyline. You know, like each week is a little bit different. And, um, you know, as much as it's panned and, and that, you know, you sit there and say, well, if, that without the laugh track or whatever, um, you know, it, it's not as funny, but I mean, it went for 10 seasons. Uh, it, it's made all those people so rich. And, and, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about how, um, uh, the characters were all really good characters and it, it kind of made that, it kind of made that show, even though that there is a little bit of an o- overarching, um, storyline that's really those disconnected stories, and they and they kind of got a couple of uh, iconic moments. It was kind of a touch point uh, for that generation. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> white people with problems. Yeah, that was Dawson's Creek. That is such whatever a it works. Mad for TV that. thing though. <laughs> pretty white people. Pretty white people with their pretty white little problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really watched Friends. I didn't really think it was funny. I didn't really think it was clever. It, basically, kind of my take on it was, uh, or not my take, but a take that I'd seen on it was it's single white people living in New York City, which is an aspiration for a lot of single white people in the United States, and that's pretty much who watched it. Jeez. Oh, I, well, I mean, it makes... It makes sense. I mean, that's that's basically when we were growing up, right? So a lot of yeah. us would watch it because it, you know, it it was kind of 
move move to the city, make it big, have have your friends, always be hanging yeah. out with the cool kids. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Well, I mean, you don't make it unless you live in a big city. Otherwise, you're just a loser. That's <laughs> yeah. how we were raised, you know. Yeah, friends. Yeah. Friends was a dishonorable mention on my board. Hmm. All right, Richie, who do you? What do you got? Uh, my number five is Parks and Rec. Um, it's a good show. I feel like you can only watch it once and really laugh at all the jokes, but that one time you do watch it is it's pretty pretty great. Up until the last couple, the last couple seasons, it kind of trailed off, but um Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt was hilarious and uh the guy who um yeah I don't know it, it was just a pretty good all-around good show I thought so yeah I I love re-watching uh that and but you're right the the first time you watch it is all the unexpected laughs that just hit you so funny that 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 they're so funny and then each time through you kind of get the oh that's that's so funny you know, but you're not you're not gut laughing. But the one that makes me laugh, there's two jokes that Chris Pratt does all the time that makes me laugh when I watch that show. The one is when Liz has uh, the flu, and he goes, "Hey, I uh, punched your symptoms into the uh, computer here, and it says that you might have network connectivity issues." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a great joke. And then the other one I love is. Uh, He's like the government shutdown kind of came at a bad time for me. I just bought this motorcycle, sixteen and a half percent interest rate. They don't just give that to anyone. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just he's just the likable dumb guy, you know, on the show. And you're, or even the the one where it's his girlfriend. I can't think of her character on the show. Um, and she's. April and he, she's like, yeah. He sent me this picture and it's him with the bandana around his waist, just you know, kind of fat <laughs> and naked. She's like, I love him so much, you know. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a good show. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, my number four is Shit's Creek. It's kind of a newer show. Netflix kind of brought it back, but. Uh... I really like that show. Kind of all the characters are good. The Levies are good, all three of them. And the girl who played Alexis is pretty awesome. And the mom is hilarious. Um, what's her face? Joan. Uh, I can't remember. Her the name. one that says bye bay like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the the accent does that just doesn't exist. Like people don't actually talk like that. Like nobody <laughs> does. You gotta think about the bye bye. <laughs> But yeah, that whole show was hilarious. Yeah. I've you, only watched one episode of it, but I, I hear a lot of good things. So I, I should try to watch that. Maybe this winter I will. Yeah, it really grows on you. It's like it, you know, it's kind of a background thing, but I don't know. Chris Elliott is hilarious too, the guy that plays the mayor of the town. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him in a lot of things, but. Um, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the one character that I really. It didn't need to happen, right? It, that didn't need to be the character for that. They could have just put like a normal, like a Bob Newhart style as the mayor. But I mean, it works. But it just seems like it was a little too much. Like it was, they were trying too hard for that. But it's still good. I think, yeah, I think Chris Elliott plays that character 
all the time. Like every movie that he's in, every movie or television show that he's in, that's basically him. You know? Yeah. Well, I think his wife is better than the girl. The girl that plays oh. his wife, I think, is is a better character than he is. Yeah, dying every time she's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Number four, Mark? Yeah, so I got probably one of the most uh, famous sitcoms, Cheers. So, again, one that, you know, you could watch Cheers in any order, you know, and just kind of pick up a, a classic episode of, you know, the, the time that uh, the Frenchman tries to steal Woody's fiance, like where you could just watch that one episode and, and laugh and stuff and, and kind of get, get a sense of everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, it, it is one of those, um, it's the first, you know, James Burroughs, um, you know, life in four camera shot, uh, television shows. And, and, um, you know, it has some of the most iconic characters like Sam Malone or Norm Peterson, um, Cliff Clavin, uh, you know, it, it, it was a, it was a great show. Um, all, all around a lot, a lot of classic, uh, episodes. Yeah, that was a show I didn't watch a whole lot of either. Um, but it, it definitely has its place in history. I feel like, I mean, it's something that you still, um, hear a lot of even today. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't really ever watch it either. I mean, it went off the year before I was probably 10, so. Oh, all right, I'm the old man, but yeah. if I had a <laughs> well, you probably caught it in reruns. I mean, so does Married with Children, but I watched that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, number who's up, Richie? Uh, I'm up. Uh, my number four was the Mary Tyler Moore Show, which Ooh. I can't believe I put this on the list because, um, you know, ten years ago I I never even had seen the show, but uh, when she died. Uh, I don't know, it was probably like five years ago. They had a marathon on one of the TV channels, and I basically watched it all day because it was hilarious <laughs> in kind of a slapstick comedy-style way. Um, fun fact about this show was it, it was based in Minneapolis but filmed in Los Angeles, of course, because I'm pretty sure that all the gunfire would have interrupted filming if they did it in <laughs> Minneapolis. So bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, it, it's a good show. I like like I said, I, I probably never would have watched it if she hadn't died. Well, obviously she would have died eventually, but um it it was hilarious. So you, you are right. it I've I've caught a couple of episodes and those those are just really good and, and I love the character of Ted Knight. Um the the um, the reporter, you know that the the guy from Caddyshack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and her her boss on the show, like the one episode, she can't sleep, so he goes over there, you know, and he's trying to get her to fall asleep because she needs to be rested for work, and she finally falls asleep on his arm. <laughs> so then he doesn't want to move, so he's stays up all night with her sleeping on his arm and he gets up the next day and he can't move his arm. You know, it's just that kind of stupid humor. Yeah. And he walks out the door with his arm still in the same position. And 
Um, you know, it, it's seventies, eighties, um, you know, comedy. But it, I, I thought it was just a good show. So think about how funny they need to be and how clean they need to be because of like censorship back in back in that day. So like how much they did with how much rules they had to work around. It is right. it's a tribute to that. Yep. Yeah, I, I watched it a little bit when I was a kid because it used to be on Nick at Night. And that's really all I watched. But <laughs> don't really remember much about it. Yeah. All right. My number three is a. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Probably, probably one of the funniest shows ever. But uh, not a lot of people watched it because it was too offensive. I heard he was a full-on rapist. <laughs> you I, know, old people, I kids. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch that show because I was boycotting it. Because if you guys remember, basically, what was that? That was on FX, right? Mm-hmm. So they put that show. They had that show, Starved. and they had that show Starved. And yeah. whoever had better ratings was going to get the the long-term deal. And I thought that show Starved was absolutely the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And it's always funny, beat it, which fair, you know, it's fair. But I, I just, I was so upset because I was excited for that Starved show and, and they ended it. So, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Star, the Starved show was good and it might have gotten better. Um, you know, we can't really tell what would have happened in the future, but Sonny got so much better with age, except there's, just some great episodes. I mean, the full-on rapist episode was hilarious. There's one where Dee's boyfriend is mentally challenged. That one's <laughs> that one is that. Uh, or the the one where you find out that uh, was a D and and uh, Dennis's grandfather is a Nazi. Uh, that oh, was that just season one. Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, because the episode was kind of sucked right up until the end, and it was just ah, uh, you just kept laughing. Than the one where they're terrorists. <laughs> you guys make a video? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many funny episodes, and then and then they add Danny DeVito, and the second season, and it just gets better because he's nuts. Well, think about that though, too. I mean, here's Danny DeVito, who's who's a major star, been in a ton of movies. Um, you know, is is even a bigger director and producer. And he watches us, and he's like, "I love this so much. I want to be a part of it." That is saying quite a bit, you know. The nightman, <laughs> the waitress. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many, so many funny things of the show. I could, keep, I, I could go all day. But uh, what, what's your number three, Richie? Uh, my number three is Boy Meets World. Oh, classic. Point. Classic show of our uh, childhood and Topanga. What else do you need to say? You Who know, didn't have a crush on Topanga? Yeah, she even even to this day is she's still gorgeous. So <laughs> yeah, you, Will Friedel too, the the brother. Um, oh yeah, he became a huge voice actor, um, and and uh, he. he he did the voice for uh, Batman Beyond, the Terry McGinnis character, like the the Batman character in that. 
um, which I always thought was cool. I, I always liked the episode where he was on singled out, you know, and the the whole singled out looked like, you know, they looked quite a bit alike, and there was just that gotcha moment in there. <laughs> and the and the relationship between Sean and 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 uh, Corey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Did right, do we miss my number three? Who's yeah, I think we skipped Mark. Uh, well, Darren had just said it. Uh, married with children. Um, before I mean. Who doesn't love Al and Peg Bundy and and like their um, I mean the stories that 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 show came up with and um, what a turning point it was in in uh, television history because you're finally focusing on uh, a guy who isn't winning at life you know uh, in in Al Bundy and and uh, you know I don't know I just there's so many, there's so many great, you know, standalone episodes of, you know, of that show, like the, which I think probably like my favorite is the, is the grocery, um, two-parter, you know, the grocery store where their, their air conditioning goes out and then they, uh, stay in the, in the, uh, grocery store because it's cool in there <laughs> and, and, and they end up having to, um, uh, fight over who is the millionth customer and then have to do one of those supermarket sweeps. It's just hilarious. Yeah, classic show. For sure. All right. Um, that was an honorable mention on my board. I have several. My, my number two is Seinfeld. Probably... Probably ranks among the number one shows of all time, just in in viewers. But I mean, there's just so many iconic episodes. Uh, I don't know. Soup the, Nazi. Soup Nazi. You got the wager. Uh, you got uh, RFD. Uh, what the hell was his name? Robert Del- Delano Roosevelt or something like that. Um. Oh. Uh, was it Franklin Delano Rumanowski? <laughs> uh, you got uh, man hands. You got uh, the belly button. The talks. Um, George working for the Yankees and screwing everything up. George's girlfriend or wife dying. And oh, just... that was a bad one too. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many just funny things. I don't know. I couldn't oh, yeah. stand that show, so that was definitely not in my <laughs> my top five. But everybody else seems to love it, so I haven't watched it for years. I the the ending, I never I never liked um, how it ended. You know, it was kind of fitting, though. I mean, they're basically they get put in jail for a year because they. Uh, they didn't help somebody when they were in, when they needed to be helped in the Good Samaritan law. I mean, that's basically how they were. They were, you know, assholes. Yeah. yeah. So they get put in jail for being assholes. But yeah. All right. Uh, number two, Mark. Um, 
so my number two is uh, I don't know it, it it's it's one that I that I still love to watch. It, it's probably uh, one of my favorites, and and I don't think that they ever have like one episode that turns out to be better than any of them, but they all have just very solid episodes that are enjoyable to watch over and over again. And it's uh, home improvement. Uh, that is also my number two. Um, oh, we're, we're on the same page there. <laughs> it just, it, yeah, I, I, I love the character of Tin the Toolman Taylor. I, I, I think he's hilarious. Uh, uh, Tim Taylor is, is, is a genius playing him. Um, and they just, I, I can't think of a bad episode, like one where you just like turn it off and say, oh, well, that's the one with, uh, you know, blah, 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 you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, and that's another one. I mean, he's kind of in that life, but he, he's not winning. I mean, he screws everything up. Um, you know, he, he drops a beam on his, his wife's <laughs> nomad and, you know, <laughs> And, and every once in a while, his wife will screw up too, but she always makes it up to him, you know. So, mm-hmm. relationship goals, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's that. That's uh, you know, growing up was my favorite show. Just you never missed it. So, mm-hmm. all right, my so I think you're both. Both the use number two is done, so my number one is The Simpsons. Yeah, just, can't argue, can't argue with that. I mean, that just think of all the great episodes of The Simpsons. They're all hilarious, yeah. except for the recent ones. The recent ones are kind of dumb, but the early ones were just the funniest thing ever. I mean, I just I watched know. the Torium one today. The what one? The, the, where Ned uh, starts up the leftorium. Oh, yeah. You know, Homer, <laughs> Homer is just like to make that wish on the wishbone, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, maybe him like with his clothes all a tatter, or him crying in front of his of his uh, store closing, or him dead. Oh, too far. Him." <laughs> In front of the store closing, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, it's funny. Yeah, I always loved the episode where Ned finally loses his cool, and he, and he just <laughs> he goes around he goes around to every person and tells them exactly what he thinks of them, you know. Yeah. And he gets to Homer and he says, "You are the worst human being I have ever met." And Homer, geez, I got off pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just totally oblivious to the fact, you know, he he thinks you're the worst human being. <laughs> so, and you remember why Ned is like that, right? Because he was like that as a kid, and then they got the the spanking, right? Yeah, the University of Minnesota study at spanking a kid straight for yeah, three. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of great ones. Um, all right, number ones, guys. Uh, Mark. Uh, so I uh, picked one of my favorites, um, and, and it kind of goes. It's the spinoff of Cheers, Frasier. Um, you know, it might not be a popular choice with a lot of people, 
Um, but you know, that, that, that show had 11 seasons and Frazier, I, I think is one of the most enjoyable characters, or maybe it's Kelsey Grammer playing Frazier. Um, because again, it's, it's just a lot of funny, memorable episodes and, uh, the characters are so well-written and, um, you know, the, um, and, and probably, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's like this, um, the lines, the, the more you watch it, you know how like Parks and Rec, you know, that you get that big surprise laugh that first time that you go around it. Frasier, I can watch, I'm, I can watch it over and over again. And all of a sudden I'll pick up a little funny line um, that, that, you know, I've maybe heard like three or four times and life has changed. And all of a sudden that line is a lot funnier now than it ever has been for me. Um, And so, I mean, it, it just goes to show the writing on it. I think, I think it, it was, you know, um, because that team kind of started out with cheers and then they did wings and Frasier. I think, I think they, they, they hit their masterpiece when it, when it came to Frasier. And the funniest line that I, that I still, uh, you know, break out laughing at this is there in season six, there's a, a Christmas special and um, he uh, meets this woman in a, in a mall and she thinks that uh, Frazier is Jewish because he's picking up a menorah for his son because his ex-wife Lilith was Jewish. And so when um, he starts dating this girl, you know, she's like, oh, you're not Jewish, I, you know, because you have all this Christmas stuff up. Um, you know, it's not a big deal for me, but it is for it is for my mom. And so, on, you know, he tells his brother, oh, we're Jewish now. Why? For the girl? Oh, and like rather than the sitcom thing of, you know, trying to convince everyone to to take down the Christmas stuff, and so he's trying to convince uh, that he's that he's Jewish this entire time, um, and and uh, Christmas stuff keeps popping up, and then uh, Niles uh, is dressed as Jesus, and he comes out of the kitchen, and, and all of a sudden Frazier just turns around and goes Jesus, you know, like oh my god, <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I did see a few episodes of that, um, and it, it is funny. I don't know why I never just kept watching it. I would just, you know, it would be on, and I'd be at somebody's house, and they'd have it on, and I'd laugh at the jokes, but I never I never got into it to watch it for some reason, even though it, it's good. I think I feel like it's good enough to do that, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I, I don't know if I would, like, intentionally watch it, but if it's on, I'll watch it. It's good enough. It's good enough to to watch if it's on. Yeah, I think I watched a lot when I was younger too. So I've I've seen a lot of the episodes and they kind of ring a bell. All right, number one, Reggie. Uh, I had The Office. Um, I don't know. I talk about it all the time. It's my favorite show, and I don't know what what, what there is to say about it. I guess so. I mean, it kind of brought in a new, I feel like it was finally the one that didn't have the laugh track, you know, and when I was growing up, laugh tracks always bothered me. Um, So it was kind of a nice change of pace, I guess. It, it is the, it is the birth of the all one camera shot, you know? So like that, 
I, I kind of purposely kept away from the office because you're right. It is, it is one of the most perfect shows out there. There's, there's so many, so many great episodes in it. Like it's probably one of the highest rated comedies. Um, uh, and, and they started that genre of the single camera of we're going to just follow people around. The camera is kind of its own character. Scrubs did that. Parks and Rec did that. Um, and, and the office, I think kind of really started that. And then they do the interviews with people, um, you know, to kind of give their inner monologue to it. It, it's it's a genius genius show yeah yeah i i really like the office too i don't the first two seasons aren't the greatest because i think michael's a little too overboard but after that it gets really good well i think season two season one is pretty bad um like it almost got canceled a few times it just wasn't that good. And then I thought season two, they did a fantastic job. And, you know, he, he had slipped down for um 40-year-old virgin, so he just didn't look quite so creepy. And, I don't know, he came off more likable at that point. So Yeah. Was that yeah. the seasons with Jan? The whole, the whole Jan yeah. thing was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, the Jan thing is what made those first you know him just so insecure about himself you know and just trying to get this you know trying to get her and how she hates him but secretly loves him you know Mm -hmm. well if you don't watch dinner party and laugh your ass off you know uh that is well, first you wanted me to get a vasectomy because you said that you didn't want to have kids. And then you told me that you did make me think about wanting to have kids, so you had me reverse it. And then you said that you didn't want to have kids with me, so you had me have a vasectomy again. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I think I had said that on that at the end of that episode, she was supposed to run over the neighbor's dog with her car. Oh. And... That was supposed to be the end of the episode, and they basically said, "Yeah, that's too dark." <laughs> they, they, which, which is good. They that didn't belong in there. Um, but, but yeah, that's a that's a great episode. Very cringy too. You know, just the awkwardness of everyone at your house and you having a fight in front of them. And that song is great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah it babe. Me by the hand and made me a man. Her former assistant. He's very talented. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so honorable mentions. I yeah. had uh, I had all the one camera shots because I did kind of stay away from them a little bit because I mean they are great like that. Um and then I had uh wings. Which is one of my favorites too. Um, a lot of yep, that's, a, that's a great show on there. After nine PM, no matter what you hear, you don't leave your room. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my name is Earl is is really good too. But I thought it had like such a I don't know it, it's very good. Yeah, that it's so disappointed they couldn't finish that show. You know the mm-hmm. way it should have been. 
But yeah, that was a great show. Did you have any honorable mentions, Richie? Uh, I would say probably put Full House on there too. I mean, that's just a, a iconic show from our, our childhood. Um, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't much of a comedy. I guess it was more of a, just a family show. But you know, it had its funny parts too. So. Lots of warm feelings. Good nostalgia. All right, my I have several honorable mentions. A lot of these could have been on my list. Arrested Development. That probably should have been on my list in place of the middle. That show was hilarious. Have you guys, either either one of you seen that? Uh, um, I tried to watch it and I didn't find it funny. So you gotta. It, the first few episodes are a little tough. Before. First few episodes are a little tough, but it gets it gets funnier. Yeah, my, I, my, I, I I have watched them. I I I don't know. I I think the middle was probably a superior show modern family there's so many good episodes of modern family and just the characters are hilarious yeah just some of the some of the smaller jokes in the show are funny i don't know yeah uh roseanne roseanne was pretty damn good groundbreaking yeah well i mean it was just I, i don't know it it's just her humor is is pretty damn funny i mean just all of all of the you know it's just funny mm-hmm. uh how i met your mother that's a pretty good show uh and scrubs they're kind of this they're kind of interchangeable they're kind of the same style of show but uh both of them are good and then the three cartoons south park futurama and family guy they're all if you consider those um sitcoms they're all hilarious uh, did, you know, I heard something about Futurama. Did you did you know that they had like something like twenty nine doctorates in their writing room? Like not twenty nine people, but twenty nine doctorates. Like they said that they were probably the most overqualified uh, writing writing room that that's ever been in there. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, dishonorable mentions. Anybody? Yeah. I didn't. All right. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I, my family like well, my sister and her husband and their kids like that show, and I never understood it. I mean, it, it's all right, but when you start, when you, I mean, it it got so bad at the end, and then um, if you watch it without the laugh track, it's really kind of cringy to watch my mom loved it because she thought that i was a lot like uh leonard (laughs) love how she picked the worst one (laughs) not the smartest you know but you know hey he always always, uh um you know got the girl uh you know, that that was above his uh, weight class, so I, I can take comfort in that. <laughs> All right, worst persons of the week, uh, Mark. Who do you got? I got Frederick Joseph. Uh, so I don't know if you guys heard about this uh, incident, but I guess there was a lady who was at a dog park, and um, this Frederick Joseph, who is an activist, uh, was at the dog park with her in Brooklyn. And supposedly, because we we don't know, it's a he said, she said moment. 
Um, I guess she has come out now and said that she might that she might have said it or something of that nature. But I I guess she had said you know take your dog and go back to your own hood or whatever it was. Uh, and then she was walking away, and that's when he pulled out his camera and said, "What did you just say to me?" And started videotaping her, and she got really worried. Within hours, her life was ruined. Um, she, they found out who she was. They doxed her. She started getting death threats. Um, she lost her job. Um, you know, over over that comment, it wasn't anything other than that comment, uh, which, granted, probably a dumb thing to say. Um, but her whole life has been ruined now uh, for that. And it's all about this activist who has written books about, um, you know, white privilege and, um, you know, racism in America and all this other stuff. And uh, yeah, basically decided that uh, he was going to destroy this woman's life for something that he didn't like the, uh, what she had said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the world we live in cancel you know cancel culture mm -hmm. yeah who decides what's offensive anymore too i mean like seriously this guy this guy gets mad about what about that being said and and like i said it's not like that's something that i would say or that i even agree with or i might have been if i was there i meant i might have been like hey lady don't say stuff like that you know like you know apologize or whatever and, you know at, at worst that's that might be something that you say but for her to lose her job, her livelihood, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and and that's if she actually said it. Um, you know, it could have been she could have not said that, and he was just trying to make a name for himself because he, he's obviously trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, you guys read that article that I sent earlier that you know on the the school of St. Thomas here in Minnesota they found a. Some signs that said America first and America was conquered. America was conquered and not stolen. And that's white supremacy. Yeah. You know, why is that white supremacy? I, I don't know. I don't know why if you're an American saying that, hey, we want to put our interests ahead of foreign interests. Um, and, and that doesn't mean foreign as in, you know, people of color. That means... We want to put our interests over Sweden's or, you know, um, uh, over Russia's or China or Japan's. You know, our interests should become first. Well, why is that white supremacy if we're all Americans? Right. Yep. Richie, who's your worst person of the week? So my worst person is Levante King Jones' father. Now, Levante was killed in a drive-by shooting in 2016. Um, his father was the target of this shooting, but was not killed. But his father knows who did kill him, but is not sane. So, I guess Black Lives Matter, but not if it's your own kid. I, I don't know if that works or not, but... Uh, what else is interesting about this case was that there was four other um, witnesses and one of them's dead and the three other 
were arrested for another murder. So it looks like this guy was hanging around some good people, um, and he got his kid killed. And he won't say who it was. And what else do you say? <laughs> and the kid was like two years old, right? Like, I mean, yeah. This guy... And his sister got grazed by one of the bullets, also. So, God, this happened in uh, Minneapolis, by the way. So, another another great no. shooting up there. Stop. We should probably spreading. get rid of the police up there, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My worst person of the week is Liz Cheney. She um, tweeted that she likes presidents that win re-election, and then she posted a picture of George Bush, uh, which, yeah, pretty much you're the worst person of the week, Liz Cheney, because you would be nothing if you're father wasn't the vice former vice president slash oil exec slash starter of wars nobody wanted so yeah um he's a great great hunter also that um (laughs) dick cheney (laughs) don't go quail hunting yeah what what is the um what are the odds that she becomes a democrat I don't think she will. I don't think she'll oh. become a Democrat. It, it doesn't really she matter. She's she's not going to win in Wyoming if she's a Democrat. She's not going to she's not going to get renominated for the party, so she's done. She's going to move to New York and become a, a New York senator, Democratic senator, senator. Yeah, I don't think so. I think she's I think she's her career is over. She's not going to be able to be a Republican anymore. And she's not going to be able to get elected as a Democrat. So I don't know. All right. Um, so I do have an I learned something today. I almost forgot about it. Um, about 30 years ago, um, on September 24th, it's arguably the biggest album release day in modern history. So that day in 1991... Um, Nirvana's Nevermind got released. A Tribe Called Quest's The Love End Theory, which I don't know what that is. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, basically their biggest CD. And then there was also a Soundgarden release. There was a Pixies release. There was a Van Morrison release, if you like him. But that's, I mean, if you think about when like a CD comes out, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, there's 52 release days a year. The probably arguably one of the best selling albums of all, or two of the best selling albums of all time, got released on the same day. Nirvana's Nevermind, and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, probably the one iconic um, album cover that you've seen. You know, the one where they have all their tongues out and they're in like four in a circle and it's red and it's got roses and crap on it. You know, I'm talking about Mm. the album cover. I don't think sure. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I just thought that was interesting that uh, on that day all these all these albums came out. I just liked it better that instead of the Red Hot Chili Peppers singing "Hey, what I got, I gotta get and get and put it in you," I liked it when they said "Hey, what I would like is I would like to hug and kiss you." I think that was much better. Was that Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, all right. Uh, looks like that's the end of the show. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, uh, you can email me at darren at thefewcast.com. That's D A R I N at thefewcast.com. Or you can tweet us at few podcast, F E W P O D C A S T. Until next time, have a good one. Thank you.